0: Welcome back, friends. Welcome back to Solutions Watch. I'm your host, James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, and you're tuned into the D program where week after week after week we look at ways that you can improve your life and help change the world for the better. And last week we were looking at one of the big picture philosophical abstract ideas that we look at here on the D program from time to time, namely the idea of writing a new narrative, flipping the script, changing the story, as it were, and we were examining that in the context of the World Economic Forum and its plans to unleash a new great narrative to lead people through their great reset into the great convergence. No thanks. But... Today, let's look at the flip side of the coin, from the abstract philosophical to the nuts and bolts of how you can actually do that. I did receive a lot of feedback on last week's edition of this series, and I'm glad that is the case. A lot of people out there have their ideas for narratives and stories that they want to get out to the public. The question is, how do you do that? Very good question. Very important question. And one that obviously, like so many other questions, does not have one singular answer. It has many different answers. But today we're going to look at one particular answer to that question of how to start getting your narrative, getting your... Uh, new story out there to the public, we're going to look at a very specific answer to that question that you could, if you are so inclined, start implementing today for yourself or helping others to do so. What am I talking about? Well, in order to introduce this idea, let's go back to that article that I was referencing last week on the series, How to Save the World in One Easy Step, where we talked about the greatest, most incredible weapon that's ever been invented by humankind, namely story. Uh, we're going to look at a different aspect of that article that I didn't read last time, where I was talking about in the context of the American Revolution and how the American consciousness was shaped in that time of crisis from the pre-1776 understanding that was widely shared by much of the American colonial public that this is a a, a sort of internal dispute within the, within the British Empire. Uh, to the 1776 understanding that, no, this is a revolution and we are going to start our own republic. How did that happen? And in that context, I wrote, Thomas Paine's political pamphlet, Common Sense, was published on January 9th, 1776, quickly becoming one of the most important political tracts in history. Some even hold it, not the Declaration of Independence, to be the real founding document of the United States. There are even those who claim that Payne himself was the author of the Declaration of Independence, but that's another story, and I suggest you check out uh, that link for more information on that. That is a fascinating story that I I do intend to go into someday, but anyway. It's difficult to overestimate the impact that Common Sense had in shaping the course of American history. It sold 120,000 copies in the first three months alone, equivalent to 5% of the colony's total population of 2.5 million. By the end of the year, it had sold 500,000 copies, or one pamphlet for every five men, women, and children in the colonies. To put that in perspective, a book today would have to sell 66 million copies in America to achieve the same status, and with those sales figures, it would be the 13th best-selling book of all time. (laughs) Okay, we'll stop the quote there. You can go on and read more about that and how that helped to shape, change the narrative at that time in 1776. But I hope the point is well made that sometimes, as, as has been noted before, uh, nothing can, no army can sta- stop a, an idea whose time has come. And sometimes a new idea is presented that really does help to change, demonstrably change the thinking of an entire nation, um, at, at times. And so this is a real thing that can happen. Narratives, new narratives can be created, people's minds can be changed. And in that particular context, I was noting um, some aspects of the, the printing press revolution, obviously, in my recent uh, media mass media history course for Renegade University. And in the question and answer time, one of the uh, people taking that course asked about, what about today? Are there any I, because you were talking about these pamphlets and the effect that they had in changing political discourse in England, in America, and other times during this printing press revolution and in the the stages where political pamphlets and tracts were being published willy-nilly all over the place. Um, is, does that still go on today? Are, are those things still produced today? And my answer at the time was essentially, well, yeah, there are sort of the underground newspapers and those sorts of things and alternative weeklies and whatever. There are various aspects of that, but obviously nothing like common sense. When was the last time you heard of someone producing some little newsletter in their basement or something that got spread all over and became the 13th bestseller of all time or something along those lines? No, no, no. Today it's all online and we could think of the modern equivalent of that type of uh, political tract, being essentially the blogs of the early 2000s or the videos of the uh, later 2000s. Uh, uh, loose change or something like that would perhaps be an analog to that that sort of thing. But maybe we should think a little bit more literally about this, especially as the ban hammer starts to come down on any and all dissenting information in the independent media. And as YouTube and everyone else starts scrubbing all of this information from the internet, the question of online censorship certainly rears its head and really does make the possibility of some sort of loose change or whatever it is, uh, the next mega viral video that will change the opinions and minds of millions of people, it, it does make it more and more difficult to imagine, at least happening within the YouTube, Facebook, Fangster industrial complex. So, perhaps we should think about this a little bit more literally. Perhaps there is still space for, say it with me, physical media. Yes, you will, of course, recall that late last year, I did have an entire episode of the Corporate Report podcast on solutions, physical media. If you do not remember that, I will hereby exhort you to go and re-watch or listen to that episode. I, I think it is worth your time because, of course, the point is, still stands. Yes, There we cannot rely on uh, the internet being a repository for all useful and valuable information because we have seen, especially in the last couple of years, the Orwellian memory hole devouring more and more things that we used to take for granted would always be online. It's getting harder and harder to find certain pieces of information. So, of course, physical media is a good way to get around the sensors and to actually store information in some format that is usable. Now, on that note, I will note that there have been various alternative and underground newspapers that I myself have been aware of, or uh, even published in, uh, over the years. And a couple come to mind. One was called the Rock Creek Free Press, which, as far as I know, uh, is not published anymore, but was published Uh, Several years ago, I think a decade or so ago, it was being published, and I believe they reprinted some of my material. Uh, There was the Sovereign Independent in Ireland, which I believe was making, was noted online and in certain social media spaces recently, because I believe something about a decade ago, they had uh, an issue where the front page uh, featured Bill Gates and his vaccination agenda. Wow, it's almost like people have been talking about this and warning about it in the independent media for many years. And I was, I, I, if I recall correctly, I was published in that uh, newspaper as well. and until a couple of years ago, I had the physical newspaper sitting in my bookshelf. I've had it for I had it for seven or eight years or whatever it was. I did ultimately get rid of it as I was clearing things out and making room for more books and what have you. And so I did eventually get rid of it. I thought, ah, I don't need this anymore. <laughs> I It would have been very handy to physically display it for you at this point. But at any rate, trust me, it did exist. It was printed. Uh, it did make its way around the world, even to me in Japan. So physical media can have an incredible impact and you never know where it's going to end up and it will get away get around all of the internet online censorship that uh, that we see is taking place and i know that this sounds like a like a pie in the sky sort of thing to a lot of people and perhaps it does not apply to you as uh, on solutions watch as i Tend to stress, yes, not every solution is going to apply to you individually. But at any rate, um, it is something that might affect you, even if you're not planning to do it yourself. But I want to stress that this is definitely something that is doable and achievable. And I say this advisedly, not only because of those previous examples that I pointed to, but an example that is just about to drop in the state of Arizona. In the United States. And some people in my audience might know where this is going, but if not, I will direct you once again to Ernest Hancock of freedomsphoenix.com, who we've talked about and talked to on Solutions Watch, let alone in my regular interviews, um, many times in the past. As you may or may not know, I'm on his Declare Your Independence Radio show every Wednesday night U.S. time, Thursday morning Japan time. Um, So people can tune into those conversations for more of our banter. But Ernest Hancock of Freedom's Phoenix uh, has not only published newspapers in the past, but he is currently in the process, just as I am recording this, of finishing up and getting to the printer the next edition of his newspaper, which is an interesting one. It is one that combines... The physical, it will be a physical newspaper that is physically printed on paper and physically distributed and passed out to people. But each article includes links, which will be in the form of QR codes that you'll be able, if you, if you, if somebody at getting their coffee at the coffee shop comes across a copy of this paper and sees an article and sees something interesting, they can scan it and get the direct link to that thing or to get the article itself will be able to pop up. So it's a it's a combination, a hybrid that will feel comfortable, perhaps, to the normies who wouldn't be able to understand anything that isn't internet connected in some way. It will be connectable to that information as long as the uh, the links stay up. But it will also be a physical thing that people can possess and pass around and that will not be online censorable. So, an excellent idea, one that I'm excited about, and who better to explain what this idea is, where it comes from, and what it does than Ernest Hancock of freedomsphoenix.com.
1: Freedomsphoenix.com has always been about uh telling people how things really are. You know, this has been something that has been such a difficult process for a lot of freedom-oriented, liberty community activists, is that, look, man, this thing is broke. No, it's not. I still get my, you know, milk at the store and I can whatever. Well, you could see what was coming. Well, in the process, during the 90s and periodically through the 2000s and so on, we have done newspapers. Because a lot of times when you get it in front of you and you have these articles, you can pass it around. You keep it as reference. It just has you know more gravitas or impact, and certainly for people that don't like to spend the rest of their life on freaking Internet all the time. But what we did in the last few editions we've done over the years is that we've taken the printed newsprint format, tabloid newspapers, and we have... QR codes that represent hyperlinks. It goes to all the display ads. It goes to all of the references in the articles of things that you write about. It is a very effective tool in giving a certain perspective. Now the one that we're doing now is uh, we've been planning this for months and we've just kind of been slow burn, getting ready, getting everybody all minds right and so on. And uh, of course, James Corbett's going to have you know a big presence in there. Now, And we can talk about what he's writing about if you want. But the point is, is that there's a theme. And this theme, I'm going to all the writers. I'm going, I am of the opinion that Thanksgiving, Christmas dinner tables, extended family members coming in. Somebody knows somebody or somebody sitting at the table that, yeah, I'm getting out of the urban areas. I'm going more rural. I'm going to take my kids out of the mandatory youth indoctrination camps. I'm going to get into more healthy living. I'm going to because you'll spend your whole life trying to get to that point. You could just do it now. And with what's going on in the government school systems and the healthcare industry and the cost, you're much better off investing in eating raw vegetables or something. So that's what this was about. I go to everyone and I said, look, I want the focus to be on the uh, escape, the urban escape. Where are we going? Why? With whom? In what way? and What resources are available? Which is a lot of things. You know, we have different communications things that are available. You can be as high tech as you want. You know, you can have access to all kinds of different services and things. And oftentimes they're a lot better because a lot of the people that are providing these services in the medical industry, in the tech industry, in manufacturing, jobs, uh, growing food, health, they're like, we're out here. And you guys want to let the cities rot, man. You know, let let the, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse, what the hell do you, you don't need to do that anymore. Just, you know, go camping. I mean, you know, we're going to go over here and do so that is what this newspaper is about. It's going to be primarily distributed in Air Zona because that's where I live. Because that's you know get over it. All right. Well, we also have in Eastern Washington. We have friends that want a bunch in Missouri and Oklahoma and in Texas. I mean, there's a lot of people. Oh, I want a you know a few thousand, and I want some, and I want some. So it's going to be distributed in the hard copy. Now, of course, it's going to be online because the whole thing is interactive with the internet anyway. Which is why if you go to if you go to you'll see up here. There's newspaper, and if this is working, you click on it, you go to the newspaper, and it's interact. The whole thing is there in a PDF, and you can share the file and all that. So we're not just doing this in print. We're doing this as a mechanism for activists to be able to share their mindset, to interact with other people on it. There's a, it's an Internet thing with a physical copy. Now, we've been doing physical newspapers since the early 90s. A lot of people think, you know, that's all passe, Ernie. Oh, you're just so dumb. You don't know what you're doing. Well, what do you think this Love Bus Liberty Tour has been all about? We've been going around the country doing thousands of signs. And I can't tell you how many people and how many times I got to pose for selfies with people with their tattoo of the love and so on because they saw a sign. It's where you bypass the censorship. There's always censorship. There's always preference. These guys don't know what they're talking about, poo poo and whatever, until you are inspired to find out that you are not alone. And that's what we're doing. And promoting off ramps, promoting solutions, promoting, you know, what's coming next. And that is what I wanted to talk yeah, I was looking forward to talking to James about.
0: Awesome. I'm 1000% on board with that and with your energy and what you're doing. And I think one of the coolest things about the newspaper that you're doing is that you, if I understand correctly, you have the templates up so anyone can start making their own local newspaper. We have money making, you know,
1: know, newspapers around the country. The biggest one is probably in the Poconos in Pennsylvania. They go, well, how do we do that? Boom, there's a template. You just take out our stuff, put yours in, repeat, change, you know, it's all done for you. You just need somebody who knows how to do InDesign, or, you know, we did the work. Because that's the biggest hurdle for people. Well, how do I set it up? You know, copy and paste. I mean, I've been doing it since it was actually copy and paste. I mean, you know, cut and paste. You have to add scissors and glue and crap, you know, to put these up, you know, and they photo them. So I, this is, as long as you have the template, because then it used to be paper, you know, you would actually, you know, print it out a laser printer and you'd cut and paste and do all kinds of funky stuff. Well, now it's a software, but they oh, how wide do I make it? And how what's the format? And how do I, it's all done. You just put the text in, Word documents, ads, take them down to the, you know, the newspaper maker people. And they just, boom. Because all these newspapers you see, they're not running 24-7. They make a bunch of their money printing other people's newspapers. You go in and say, I got a newspaper, and they go, we love you a long time. Come in here and, you know, it costs this much. And it's really not that much. I mean, it keeps changing, you know, and it used to be butt cheap, but, you know, I don't know what it is. Now, I don't care, you know. We're going to do this because it needs to be done, and I know the impact it's going to have.
0: All right, the always irrepressible Ernest Hancock of freedomsphoenix.com and the Declare Your Independence radio show and... The Freedom's Phoenix newspaper coming to a cafe, diner, place near you if you happen to live in Arizona. If not, don't worry. There are some different ways that you can get your hands on it. So let's talk about three specific actionable pieces of intelligence you can take away from this edition of Solutions Watch. The first is that if you are so inclined, if you are interested, you can, of course, peruse this latest edition of the Freedom's Phoenix newspaper for yourself, and if you happen to be lucky enough to be situated in a locale where this paper will be physically distributed, you'll be able to get your hands on a physical copy. If not, you can, of course, peruse it online. As, uh, as was explained, as I have already stated, there were the QR codes in the newspaper itself that will link uh, people to the online versions of these articles. So, the online versions are there and up on the site available for browsing. Um, let's take a look quickly at that. So if you are on freedomsphoenix.com, you just click on the newspaper tab and you will be directed to this page where you can see all of the the editions of the newspaper that exists. There was the inaugural edition from 2015, there was a a second edition in 2015, and now there's this latest one from November 30th of 2021. And if you click on that, you can find uh, it's available here, uh, here's the, the cover artwork, and then there's all of the different articles that are in this. So lots and lots of contributions from many different people. There's uh, Jacob Hornberger and Richard Grove and uh, John Whitehead. There's Mike Swadek, um Tim Pachot. Um, lots of names that I hope you will recognize from Solutions Watch and some of my other work besides, as well as, oh, who's that handsome devil? Yours truly. Uh, lots and lots of information um, in this uh, edition of the newspaper. So even just from your own perspective, I think it's worth uh, taking a look at, uh, especially because the central unifying theme of this edition of the Freedom's Phoenix newspaper is gaining greater independence and things that you can do to take greater control in your own hands. The, ru- the urban to rural exodus that's taking place as a result of this great generated crisis and the opportunities that that Um, that, that Exodus represents, is all encapsulated in these stories. So for people, especially people who are interested in Solutions Watch, I think it's worth your time to take a look through these articles. But not only that, not only can you sit there and read them online, but if you are so inclined, you can, in fact, order copies of this newspaper for yourself that you can then distribute out in your local area. If you think people in your area would be served by this information, you can do your part. And uh, there is a link that uh, has sent me that I will uh, put in the show notes. If you are interested in ordering copies that will then be shipped to you that you can then distribute out, you are free to do so. And I assume that is mostly for people in the US, probably for shipping purposes, probably easier to send newspapers in the US. You can contact Ernest if you happen to be international and are still interested in that. Maybe there's a way to arrange that. But having said that, so you can, of course, peruse it yourself. You can even get physical copies that you can then distribute yourself. But the third piece of actionable intelligence today, yes, you heard that correctly. Not only is this newspaper there and it's freely available and you can order your own copies and distribute them. But Ernest Hancock has, in a service to humanity, made the template for this newspaper freely available. So it's an InDesign template that you can download yourself today and you can start pr- printing your own newspaper. All you have to do, all of the widths and all of the, the settings and the layout is all done. All you have to do is copy in your text and your graphics and lay it out the way you want, and then send it to the printers, and boom, you've got a newspaper. I know that's not everyone's cup of tea, but for the people who are interested in this, this is an incredible way of actualizing last week's uh, idea of writing a new narrative. So um, let's take a look at how to do that. Again, if you're on the newspaper page, again, once you click the newspaper tab at the top of freedomphoenix.com, you get to this page. If you click, for example, into the inaugural edition, um, you will see, of course, the inaugural edition of the newspaper, which you'll be able to download in high res or PDF. And then there's each of the articles individually here, again, as always. But Here is the newspaper template. It's a download in zip file format, which then expands into an InDesign template, an INDD file. So if you have InDesign, you plop that in and you've got your newspaper template. And then you just copy and paste in your material. So it is already there. All the hard work has been done for you. An incredible, incredible resource for people who are interested in this. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but for the people who are interested in being who knows the Thomas Paine of the twenty first century, or at any rate, putting out your own narrative, this is an opportunity to do so, and an incredibly awesome one, I think. so I hope people will take uh, take take uh, Ernest up on that and start using that template or order your own copies of the Freedoms Phoenix newspaper anyway, these are specific things that people who want to start putting this information out in a physical media format can start doing today. Do not pass go. Do not ask for orders from headquarters. Just go out there and start doing it. Um, This is the way it gets done. Having said that, I think we are at the end of this edition of Solutions Watch, which I think will conclude the Solutions Watch series for the year 2021, except next week, there will be the final episode of the year, which will be a review episode. Because, as you might remember, as I hope you have watched and re-watched the Introduction to Solutions Watch, where you can relearn about what the actual purpose of this series is, what it intends to do, and how we're going to evaluate that, I did say that from time to time we'll be taking a look and going back and seeing, okay, what worked, what didn't work, how do we proceed from here, how can we adjust things moving forward, So in that spirit, next week, I am going to do a 2021 year in review of Solutions Watch. And we're going to look at every single idea that was presented throughout the year 2021 and update you as to anything that needs updating and find out where we stand and what worked and what didn't work. And on that note, of course, I do need your help and participation in that. So I would invite anyone who has any specific piece of feedback about a specific edition of Solutions Watch. For example, on such and such episode of Solutions Watch, you talked about this and I tried it and it worked. It didn't work. I had to readjust it. I I did it this way and I found I got a better response doing this. Whatever it is, whatever the solutions was, if you have a specific piece of feedback about any of the specific solutions we've gone over this past year... Well, please let me know. And when you do let me know, Corbett Report members, of course, can leave their comment in the comment section on CorbettReport.com. Everyone else can use the contact form on CorbettReport.com to get your feedback in. And please let me know what name or pseudonym you would like to be known as when I share your feedback on the episode. Um, Having said that, if you don't remember every single edition of Solutions Watch, don't worry, that's what the website is for. So of course you know how to go and click on corporatereport.com and find the audio tag and then Solutions and Solutions Watch and you can bring up that list. If not, I'll include the link for you so that you can click on it and you can get directly to the Solutions Watch category and you can use the drop-down list to scroll through every single edition of the series and remind yourself and go back in and look at specific episodes if you need to. That's what the website is for. It is a resource tool for you to, uh, to be able to bring this information up. So having said that, we're going to conclude Solutions Watch for 2021 with a review episode next week. Thank you all for making this possible at all with your monetary support, but more importantly, for actually implementing ideas and solutions and creating constructive conversations about how to move forward. That is what this is about. And I appreciate every single one of you who is actively engaged in that task. Obviously, we're going to continue doing it in 2022 as well, but let's take the review first so that we uh, have a moment to uh, get our bearings. Having said all that, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Solutions Watch. I am James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. Looking forward to talking to you again very shortly.